Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Dodgers in 2023 do not have Trey Turner, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger. If Mookie Betts or Freddie Freeman has a down year, the NL is loaded. Could the Dodgers miss the playoffs? Welcome back, everybody, to the dugout. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We are here again giving you guys all things baseball all the time. And I am Cardinal Sonic AJ Caldwell, and that is the Yankees ride or die guy, Drew Zagrosi. Drew, how we feeling? Holiday season. You got an early Christmas present, it sounds like. I did, and we'll get into that shortly. But um, yeah, a lot of lot of trades, signings. Uh, we're gonna sure. give our personal segments this week. But um, yeah, here we are, episode thirteen. Lots to do, lots to get done. But as always, we're the team, we're the ride. So come along and join us. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, and any other social media platform you might have. We are all over the place there. Uh, So make sure you guys check those things out. But without much more delay, there is so much to get to and not enough time to do it. But we're going to get our personal segments out of the way first. So I'm going to do a collapse segment. I know you guys have been wanting it, wanting it back. Uh, Drew, we don't get any comments from anybody about these things. So it's kind of disappointing. We only get them about the short I want to see a review. Yet we we yet to get that first podcast review. So, uh, but I, I'm assuming you guys love these things because Drew and I love to talk about them. So the only logical explanation is that everyone loves to talk about it. Of course. And Drew, there was only one direction I think I could have gone in after last week uh, talking about a collapse, and I kind of I think showed my cards last week when we were talking about the Oakland A's. And I said, I was like, how have we not given this team more airtime? <laughs> Especially considering all the teams that we make fun of. And so we're going to do it today. Um, so kick back and relax, Oakland A's fans. You got nothing else to, to, to play for or to, or to cheer for at this point. So uh, you're just going to wear it. Wear it right where it hurts. So the Oakland A's, we're going to talk about their collapse. And Drew, as I kind of did my research on this, just about the A's, they kind of fall into the category of playoff collapses. And that's pretty telling considering just how bad it seems that they've been. They've made the playoffs more times than the Angels over the past 10 years. They've made the playoffs more times than, who's the other team I was thinking of? The Cubs in the last 10 years. Wow. So th- there, are, there are many, many things to talk about with the Oakland days. Now, of course, we can talk about all the things that we referenced last week of Oh, you have, you know, the terrible stadium. Or, oh, you have, you know, you're, you just trade away everybody. But more so than anything, the Oakland A's can't win a playoff game. <laughs> Drew, in the last, so, so they win the World Series in 1989. After that, they lose the World Series the next year. So they were about to go back to back. And then they got swept, right? So that's 1990. Since that point, They've made the ALCS twice. Twice. They've made the ALDS many times. They lost the ALDS in five games, Drew, 
this is this is just brutal if you're an A's fan. From night from 2000 to 2000 uh 2000 to 2003, they lost the ALDS each year in 5 games. So they took it to the 5th game every year. Andrew, you probably remember these years well cuz some of those were against your boys. I mean, you were you were younger, but I'm I'm assuming there's there's a fond memory of this. Of course. They lost in 5 games each and every one of those years. Imagine being an A's fan and you're like this is the year. Losing 5 games. This is the year. Maybe you win game 4 and you're like, "Man, we got all the momentum going to game 5, lose game 5 again." And you do that four consecutive years. I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> so then they have a couple years off and then they go into 2006 and they make the ALCS swept again. Drew, the A's have not won an ALCS game since 1992. Bro. And they've only made the ALCS, ALCS twice since those World Series appearances. But they haven't won an ALCS game since 1992. Their only other appearance is in 2006, and they got swept. And that's where it gets uh, the wheels start falling off the bus, as they say. Because from 2007 to 2011, they missed the playoffs. Having losing records in all of those, uh, except one year they were 500. Right, So they, they lose a bunch of games. They're trying to rebuild. They're trying to do all this, this stuff. And then just when you thought it was overdue, they made the ALDS two years in a row again. You want to guess how many games they lost in? Five. Bro. <laughs> Every time the A's have been in the ALDS, they have lost in five games. All up until 2020 in the COVID year when they lost in four games. <laughs> so when we talk about the Oakland Athletics, we're going to talk about the stadium. I mean, oh, yeah. but let's, let's just talk about the stadium for a minute. I don't want to gloss over that. There might not be... We use, we use a lot of extremes on this podcast. We use a lot of, you know, this is the worst, that's the worst, blah, 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 blah. This is just true. There yeah. might not be a worse stadium in sports than the Oakland A's Coliseum. When you have a stadium, Drew, that people are talking about getting rid of for a decade or more than a decade. Like the Oakland A's Coliseum, people have been wanting to either renovate or demolish ever since I can remember. You know what has not happened? The Oakland A's Coliseum has done nothing about it. And you have the Warriors and you have the, you know, the Giants in the area. So maybe it kind of gets lost in the sauce of all these championships going on that surely the A's are. Their stadium looks disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And I'm not even talking about the fan attendance. Yeah. I have read articles, Drew, of just people's experience at the Oakland Coliseum. Bro, it's disgusting. There's no, like... Talk about health code violations. They don't right. They don't even know what a health code is. You know what I'm talking about? So it's like th- there is so much that can be said about the Oakland A's and their stadium, arena, whatever you want to call it, ballpark. But the Oakland A's themselves are a huge reflection of that stadium. They're a huge reflection of what it means to be an Oakland A's fan because you have not been to the World Series since 1990. You've not made it to the ALCS since 2006. And you have not made it to the playoffs in the last two years. And last, uh, 2021, they went 86 and 76. So it wasn't even a bad year. But then you go 60 and 102. 
And that's just a typical A's year moving forward. Then we bring up everything we talked about last week. They've lost everybody. There, there's been no desire for anybody in the A's organization, it seems, to keep talent. There's no desire to build up a crop. There's no desire to, I mean, let's get a core together. No. I've never, like, that's the most lackluster front office I've ever seen. Yeah. You you have no no balls whatsoever to go get anybody. Right? And then you just trade away everybody. Or let them, let them walk. They're a free agent. You just let them walk. I think about Moneyball, Drew, the movie. Great movie, by the way. Yeah. That movie is so funny to me when it's talking about the Oakland days. Right. Like, have we ever thought about that? That movie is so funny that it is based on a true story about the Oakland Athletics. Because you watch that movie now and you're like, what happened? Like, where did that mindset go? Right. In Oakland. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded at just the fact that the Oakland A's still consider themselves a major league organization because they've done nothing. They made true. They made the playoffs 2018, 2019, 2020. Yep. They were good teams. They won 97 games in 2018 and 2019. How do you not keep those people? So when we talk about this franchise, this isn't like the pirates or this isn't like the Marlins where it's like, you guys haven't done anything the a's have been good but they also haven't been because every time they have success they're like immune to it like they don't want the success matt chapman sean murphy josh donaldson these were all guys that were on the oakland a's it's 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 wild drew I, i i am we just we have to remind ourselves that that this is not a franchise that is just falling off now they are this is not a franchise that's been falling off a cliff ever since you know 2001 like the marlins this is a franchise that has been to the playoffs year after year after year and yeah they miss the playoffs every once in a while but they can't handle success nope not even close (laughs) what you got bro we got to circle back to the stadium. When, when's that, when's that going to get done? Because there's been talks going to L.A., moving there. But, um, yeah, I mean, my opinion, probably the most depressing sports team in history. Uh, they used to be a problem for the Yankees fighting for that wild card spot in recent past. But um, yep. you brought up when they did have everybody. At the same time, when even when they did, they were still like nobodies. Because they yep. still, I mean, I don't know, Matt Olson gone, Matt oh. Chapman you brought up. So um, now they're not going to be making the playoffs at all. So, no. um, Drew, they, they had less attendance in the year they went 86 and seven. So in the past two seasons, the year that they, like, I think just missed the playoffs or something, they had less attendance than in 2022. Yeah. Less. And not like, oh, it was like 5,000. They had 787,000 or 788,000 fans come to games this year, which by the way, is still the worst in baseball. Yeah. Like that's less than a million people for a 162 game season. How bad are you? Drew, they had 701,000 in a year. They had a winning record. Yeah. And you look at it. Talk about not a sports town. 
or not yeah. a baseball town. Not at all. Um, and you really can't name like an A's fan. Just in our generation, I mean, so and so's grandpa might be yep. longtime A's fan, but no, no way. When you fans. have to like bring the Warriors or something for a first pitch, yeah, and you see it like on Facebook or Instagram or something. And it like it means nothing to you. Yeah. That that describes the Oakland A's. Like Carlos yeah. Pena, right? Jeremy Pena. I keep saying Jeremy. Carlos. Why? I gotta get that out of my system, bro. Jeremy Pena. Jeremy, Jeremy Pena. Pena. He went to a Texans game. Right? Texans NFL NFL game. The Texans are sewage, right? <laughs> that was awesome. The defending. NBA champion Golden State Warriors go to an A's game and everyone's like, what happened yesterday? Like, that's the Oakland A's, bro. Yeah. And they're good. Like, they used to be good. This is not a team that has been falling off a cliff. They're, they can't handle success. It all revolves back to the front office because oh. that's, that's really the only reason they don't pay anyone. I mean, when they had Matt Olson, everybody... You really didn't hear about those guys so much. One because they were on the A's and not no really big contracts there. Of course, Matt Olson's with the Braves, huge Freddie Freeman deal replacement. But um, I mean, before it's probably the best idea to get out of there. <laughs> yep. So. Yep. So it's 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 a it's a hot topic right now because the A's are trading away everybody and yeah. everybody's getting signed. Hey, they just got Trevor May, huge huge pickup. If, when Trevor May is your biggest signing, <laughs> it's like a one-year, like five million dollar deal, I think, or something like that. Bro, Matt Chapman, Matt Chapman, and Matt Olson were on the same team, bro. Yeah, they had, like one of the best corner infields in the AL. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We don't want him. <laughs> what? I can't, bro. It's it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. unbelievable. They, they, they've been so good. And they're just they're 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 uh, allergic to success. That's what yeah, I was looking for. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. <sighs> All right, bro. What you got? Alrighty. Well, moving on from that depressing topic, I guess. But it's always fun to talk about. Um, we're doing players from the past. This is our third one, and um, this week I thought I would go with Craig Biggio. All right. Mm. So um. If you guys don't know about this segment, focuses more on their early life rather than their stats, but we always bring up the stats. And, um, yeah, we'll just get right into it. So um, Craig Biggio actually graduated from Kings Park High School in New York where he excelled as a multi-sport athlete, which I didn't know. So this guy was uh, he was really good at football, which I'll bring up here. Um, after his 1983 football season with that uh, high school, he was awarded the Hanson Award which uh, recognized him as being the best football player in his county. So um, pretty big deal at that age. Um, But as we know, his passion was baseball. And um, he turned down, like, multiple football scholarships to play baseball for uh, Seton Hall University. And um, although uh, Craig was an infielder, uh, his college coach actually switched him to catcher simply because the team uh, needed one. That was really the only reason. Um, uh, And he played with other future MLB stars like uh, Mo Vaughn, 
John Valentine. And, um, yeah, he went on from college to uh, being drafted first round, 22nd overall in the 87 draft. And he (laughs) – this is kind of crazy. He remains the leader in triples, second in runs scored, and is in the top 10 in 18 other single-season career categories for his high school. So that's, till this day, still leads that. So that just tells you how how good he was back in the day. Um, And, yeah, we'll get into his stats, of course. Seven-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove Award, five-time Silver Slugger, uh, Roberto Clemente Award winner in 2007, uh, NL stolen base leader in 1994, and of course number seven is retired by the Houston Astros. So um, if you notice, all these all these athletes on this uh, segment always just kind of grew into this uh, huge like sports life. Or what rather, if it was uh, like athlete, other athletes around them guiding them. Um, in this instance, he was just multi-sport. I'm sure he played other sports in high school, but he was really noticed for football and whatnot. But like I said, uh, his passion was baseball, and he's one of the greats. So, Craig Biggio. When did he? Does it say like when did he switch from catcher to to second base? Or I think they play second. I'm base guessing that would be some somewhere down the road from college to MLB. I guess because he played catcher in college that's when he uh wow yeah so probably played infield a little bit in college as well and then yeah but that yeah, just that reminds was... me of like nfl players that you know you hear like they played basketball in college or something they didn't yeah. play football and they end up being like a tight end one day like that, aaron, that, yeah very similar aaron aaron judge it's a great person to bring up actually he had crazy high school stats in like every single sport that he played and I mean, as you, the dude's huge. So football, yeah. basketball, I mean, crazy. Dude, dude was a monster. It's always it's always fun to look back on. Yeah. The uh, the other. I, I didn't sports. know. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know the catcher catcher aspect of that. That was that, that's cool. Yeah. There you go, Craig Biggio, and he was on one of our segments of. Uh, he was. Top five Astros. So. Yes, sir. There you one go. of the greats. Number seven retired. One of the greats, indeed. Well. Are, are we going straight into signings now, my friend? I'm ready. We're, let's, let's just go straight into it. Uh, Where do you want to start? Man, there, there's so many places we can go. Let's save the I big think... the big one for last. Uh, we both know. Yeah, okay. Let's, let, let's do that because just right on par <laughs> with just how much the MLB loves our podcast. They wait until we're done recording. Okay, has, has the dugout stopped recording? Okay, right. now drop the news. It's yep. almost like they have like a control center <laughs> where they kind of hold out. Hey, get, give them the Chris Bassett one, but hold off, hold off Carlos Correa. Exactly. Right? That's that's exactly what it feels like. We talk about the Yankees and the Cardinals. Oh man, you know those franchises just love our show so much. Everything lines up. Apparently not with free agency because we miss not. everything. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> so Drew and I get done recording last week, and within minutes. Of us finishing. Remember, if you if you guys remember last week's show, if you guys haven't, go check it out. Drew had said, "Hey, I think we're you know <laughs> we're looking at Carlos Correa, and we're you know we're I really want us to look into him." Five minutes after we stopped recording, it was it Michael K. Michael K. 
The oh, Yankees, yeah. The Yankees yeah. are not interested in Carlos Correa. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, well, the, we, we got to just regroup, I guess. Just got to move on. Move on. For all the talk, the San Francisco Giants were going to go get Aaron Judge and go do this. And, of course, the, the hilarious uh, gotcha moment with John Heyman. Yep. Giants are the ones laughing now because they got their shortstop. And here's what the crazy part. The deal, I mean, the money is the money, you know, of course, whatever. Yeah. Drew, the details of the Carlos Correa 13-year deal. Unbelievable. For those of you guys that don't understand, like, baseball terminology or baseball deals, there is a full no-trade clause. Here's what that means. Carlos Correa, he can get traded, right? He can, he can be traded to somebody else. But the only teams he can get traded to are the teams that Carlos Correa wants to get traded to. So there's no, oh, we're just going to, you know, ship you off to somebody else. He has to agree to it. And the other one that's huge, there is no opt out. Yo, 13 years, right? We just heard the Nolan Arenado thing. So again, if you don't know what opting out, opting out or opting in means, there should, there's usually an option in a deal where depending on how you've been doing with that franchise or how much you like it in that community or whatever, there's a lot that goes into it. You can opt out, become a free agent, or you can opt in. And then I think, Drew, there's an, the year after that is a player option as well, correct? Yeah, probably depends. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so you basically have two chances to like rethink everything. Nolan Arnau just went through that, and he's staying in St. Louis for both of them. Thank goodness. Carlos Correa has no opt out on a 13-year deal. The man can't be a free agent anymore. He's either going to get traded to who he wants to get traded to. Yep. Which would be the most likely scenario if everything goes haywire. Right. Or he's a San Francisco giant until he retires. That is bonkers. It's crazy. That's bonkers because the money's insane. Of course, like we're going to talk about all of that. Yeah. But the no opt-out, Drew, on 13. Year. It's not a five-year deal. It's not a seven-year deal. It's not a 10-year deal. It's a 13-year deal. 13 years. And he can never try to find like a huge like signing nope. with money anywhere else. That's it. That's it. What are your thoughts on that, bro? That, that boggled my mind when I saw that. I'm going to be honest with you. Might be a hot take, but... um. I'm convinced the Giants only signed Correa because they missed out one, missed out on Aaron Judge. I had to have been a huge part of it. The fans think, oh, we're gonna get Aaron Judge, then boom. Well they, they did the have Yankees. Aaron Judge for five minutes. Right, yeah. True, true. <laughs> but um and two, it's more of the uh San Francisco aspect of him like making fans want to actually come to the games, um, yeah. give them a reason because Signing Mitch Han- Mitch Haniger and Sean Manea wasn't going to be the solution for that, and um, yeah, I really don't think it's about winning at all. I mean, yeah, but this is it's uh it's more for the franchise itself trying to come out of nowhere and actually be relevant, honestly. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's it's really it's what I think about that. They got their feelings hurt. Yeah. That they really did. I mean, they they got they got body bagged on social media. And before and, I forget, the whole um, well, 
when you can when you he can pick wherever he wants to go. If he's straight, he can. That's uh, if you don't remember, what's his name just got DFA'd. Um, Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer. Yeah. Eric Hosmer just got DFA'd, and Luke Voigt like tweeted out saying karma or something because that was. <laughs> Did Luke, he really? Luke Voigt got sent to the Nationals because of Hosmer not wanting to play somewhere else. So that's what? that's. Bro, and, how did I not see that tweet? <laughs> yeah, and Luke Voigt, uh, that's why he got really upset about that because he had to go to the Nationals. So I wanted to bring that up. <laughs> he said karma. <laughs> yeah, karma. But um, Bro, that is so low. <laughs> and now now uh, Eric Hosmer's DFA'd, so there you <laughs> Which, go. By the way, you're never talking about that. We need to think about, like, we need to do some research. When's the last time a potential future Hall of Famer that we brought up on this show yep. got DFA'd, man? That's crazy. That, wow. But yeah, I just want to bring that up. I thought that was funny. Wild. Yeah. Karma, dude. All oh, that killed me. But hey, good for Carlos. Huge deal. Getting yeah. the money. Not a bad not a bad place to play at all. Um, no. It's they, just, need, they need a couple pieces, but... yeah. I mean, they, they, they'll be they'll be fine, but they need to shore up the rotation because Carlos Rodon is a Yankee. Yes, sir. He is um, a New York Yankee. And Drew, here's where I want to go with this. Okay. Carlos Rodon, right, signs with you guys, six-year deal. I saw it come up on my phone. Yep. Really upset, right, because Cardinals are supposed to be interested in him. Mystery team or <laughs> Mystery whatever. Mystery team, yep. Bunch of baloney, bro. <laughs> here's, what, here's, here's, here's what I want to ask you, though. You guys now have. Let me you know hear where it. I'm going. Let me hear. It. You guys now have Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, Luis Severino, Frankie Montas, <laughs> and Carlos Rodon. How are you feeling, knowing the Yankees' tendency to, you know, have that one slip up against the Astros and the season's over? Yep. How are you feeling? going into this season, going into the 2023 season with the New York Yankees starting rotation. All right. Going into this season, rotation only, I think it's the best rotation in baseball. Might be hot. Um, I see. No, I, 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 see I don't think that's a bad argument at all. Yeah, but I see uh, Mets fans over here on Twitter. Well, we have, we have Max Scherzer and uh, Justin Verlander, one-two punch. I don't think 40-year-old Justin Verlander and – Max Max is up there too. He's not like forty, but mid mid thirties probably. But Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon, my opinion, have to be the best one two punch in baseball right now. Easily. That, easily. That's a hot take. Easily. I'm easily. Maybe in the easily. American League. We'll stay in the American League, but um <laughs> He walked it back. <laughs> yeah. And like you, you brought up all the names in the rotation. You hear Nestor. You hear the big, the two I want to focus on: Luis Severino and Frankie Montas. You get Luis already showed himself come back to his original form last season a little bit, but he used to use our ace at one point. So we yeah. get him back, and then Frankie, awful Yankees stint coming yep. coming from uh, Oakland, but you get him. That's he's he's your fifth starter, Frankie Montas. That's that's unbelievable, dude. It's gross. That's it's just uh, it's unbelievable. So yeah, I'm I'm hyped. I'm ready for it. Ready for this Radone and Judge press conference. That's gonna be crazy. Mm. I'm ready. Are they doing it at the same time? 
I'd assume. I'd assume you'd have to. Judge is like on his honeymoon or something. Oh, nice. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Congrats, Aaron Judge. Um, yeah, but... Um, yeah. I, Frankie Mont... You get a full year of Frankie Montas now. Yep. You know, similar to what we talked about with the Padres. Like, they haven't had a full year. Or I guess they'll get as much of a full year as possible with T, Soto, and Machado. Right. Oh, no, and oh, by the way, <laughs> Xander Bogarts. That, that team is nasty. Dude. We're going to... At, at some point... I mean, we're only going to do a full segment talking about the Padres come up because we need to, it might be the best in the MLB 30 for 30 type of stuff, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, it's only December, so we'll need to do predictions for sure. Some point before the the season starts, but yeah, the, the Yankees, (laughs) bro, like put up or shut up, you know, like this is, you guys had a decent rotation last year. Had its bumps, had its bruises. Couldn't, you know, find the bats during the Astro series. Like, you know where the, the void is. Exactly. And so you filled that void with the rotation. I'm curious to see now. I don't really think you guys need another bat necessarily. I'm I more do. curious to see. Oh, you do? I really think we need it. Well, okay. I yeah. understand what you're saying because Ben Attendi got Great signed. Great contact hitter, yeah. Yep. He, he got signed by somebody else. So... I'm curious to see, and then I want to hear your thoughts about who you think you should go get, but I'm just curious to see with the roster you have now on the offensive side, who becomes that that threat? Because you got Stanton, you got Judge. Right. Rizzo can be a threat, but I'm just talking about like outside of those three, like does a Harrison Bader have a career year? Which I would love to see. Um, Looking at like Bader's first October in the Bronx and what he was doing, more than welcome to stay i love the dude defensively and uh really showing himself off offensively with like the most home runs by the by yankee uh for last postseason but yeah going into next season you're basically the same team offensively because you just got judged back that was that was the big this is the big thing but you lose benintendi great contact hitter you're actually like almost wouldn't say worse it's sort of the same but like worse than last year because you don't have Ben Tendi. Um, one person that I think could be a threat, like Oswaldo Cabrera, yeah. getting a lot of hype. Um, crazy season. Like, he was really that spark plug. Um, and he was just your random kid called up and doing these things. Um, so, yeah, I think he can uh, he can make a big play. Good util, util guy. You can play him anywhere. Um so that's always good, but definitely need to go out and probably get like maybe two bats, maybe okay. two. Definitely need okay. a left fielder. Okay, I I mean, listen, man, like you got you guys are spending money at will, so I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if you guys do that. I mean, like Conforto, one year deal, maybe, maybe. There you go. Um, I don't know. He hasn't. He didn't play last season, so I don't. You never know. It's a risk, but one-year deal wouldn't hurt um yep. i don't know michael brantley just got signed back to the astros Bro, you took the words out of my mouth I'm about to yep. say michael brantley back in houston it's like that's what they do so i'm thinking there's a lot of talk about like a max kepler trade maybe okay. um whatever send josh allenson and ikf back there maybe <laughs> that would that would be great um <laughs> or maybe even a brian we can dream about a brian reynolds trade oh 
I'm in. He's out of Pittsburgh yesterday. Yeah. I'm in. He's out of Pittsburgh weeks ago. Yes, sir. Um. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'll be interested to see kind of yeah. what, what what you guys do because you you've not you done, done a lot, definitely already. not done yet. I I I'd be surprised if you guys go get somebody else in like a big thing, one year deal. I, I mean that's that's one thing, but right. Yeah, I'd be surprised if you guys you know pull off a massive trade or something because you guys. You look at it though, like Max Kepler, Kepler, great, but like, is he gonna solve the Astro? Like that's the way you got to look at it now. How are we gonna beat the Astros? See, yeah. gonna. So, yeah, we'll just yeah. have to see. All right, let's just get this over with. <laughs> I already know. I already know what this one is. So the Chicago Cubs, <laughs> they uh, they did a thing, and they got a guy that we've been talking about a lot, and we actually brought up last week. It's the reason I'm beating around the bush, everybody. Because we were wondering where Danzy Swanson was going to go. And a lot of it, I think, between you and me, Drew, was he's going to come back to Atlanta. And there's no way to let this man walk. Especially with just everything that the NL's been doing. And especially the NL East. <laughs> Danzy Swanson gets signed to a seven-year deal, I believe it was. I didn't even see the deal. I think it was a seven-year deal. Let me, let me look it up. Seven-year kind of- deal. With the Chicago Cubs. Friends, I don't care. I, I do not care. I really don't. You know why? Because Danzy Swanson isn't going to do a thing with the Cubs. Here's what I mean. Danzy Swanson's a great player. He's going to cash out and do all you know this great stuff. Drew Zagrosi. Who else do the Chicago Cubs have? Can can someone can someone tell me with a straight face who else the Chicago Cubs have that is a threat <laughs> to the NL Central, to the National League, and to a World Series contender? I'm waiting. Nico oh, Horner. Suzuki, right? Oh, Nico Horner. Oh. <laughs> I can't even remember anybody else. The prospects. The prospects. The prospects. Dansby Swanson, great guy, by the way. Love yeah. you. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> I just, I, I pour one out for Dansby Swanson because that man's career just went down the drain. Because unless Chicago Cubs pull off some 2016 craziness in terms of signing people or trading people, the trade deadline, getting other people. If you think that, that Kyle Hendricks and Danzy Swanson makes you a contender in the NL Central, I can't, Drew. Like, I, I, I'm so sick of this, man. I'm so sick of this. You know the Stephen A. Smith thing where he was arguing with Skip Bayless one time and he was like, I'm so sick of you. That's me with Chicago Cubs. I'm so sick of you, man. <laughs> Like, no one cares about you anymore. You you won in 2016. And yeah, I'm a little biased, right? I'm a Cardinals fan. Of course, there's going to be a little bit of an edge here. But for crying out loud, you won in 2016 and thought you ran baseball. Like, you won one year 
break a 108-year streak or curse and think that all of a sudden you're now a contender in baseball with two of the most overhyped superstars in MLB history. Yep. Dansby Swanson's great. I'm not trying to sit here and say he's going to have a terrible career. He's going to play great. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. And Drew, I'm not even worried about having to eat my words. Because the Cubs aren't going to... Unless the Cubs go get somebody five minutes after we stop recording. And it's like, (laughs) oh. Which is very likely. Very likely. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like confirmed now that we've said that. The Cubs aren't a threat. That's what was so confusing to me, Drew, when I texted you. Like, out of any team he could have gone to, he goes to the Chicago Cubs. Like, it's just annoying. Right. Like, now i got to face Dansby 15 times a year? <laughs> like, it's so annoying. Guess what, though? We're not going to lose. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, we're not going to lose. It's just going to be annoying. I'm, I'm so sick of them, man. Like, oh, they were so, like... They turned into Dallas Cowboys fans when they won the World Series. Like, we're the best team in baseball. Okay. How's it been since then, bub? Take the mic, bro. I, I can't. So, um, my longtime uh, gaming friend here, Jake Arizo, big Cubs guy, uh, I wanted to bring this up. Congratulations to you, bro, by the way, Dansby. Um, but here we go. He sent me this on Twitter, so... It's basically just a screenshot of like this huge paragraph. To sum it up, more and more Cubs fans are deciding to cancel their season tickets at Federal Landmark, and I absolutely do not blame them. That that's the uh, the caption, and it's basically they didn't have it. It's just like the Correa and Giants thing, to be honest. In my my view, they they add the superstar, we sell more tickets, but. In a but screen. here's the thing: the Giants are a contender, right? Yeah. Like, if the Giants get one more piece, like, we already know what the Giants are. They had a dynasty, for crying out loud, yeah. in the early 2010s. The Chicago Cubs, you ready for this? The Chicago Cubs have had one good season in the past 15 years and two good seasons in the past 50 years. You had 2003 with the Steve Bartman, and you had the World Series championship year. Every other year, I don't care if you made the NLCS, I don't care if you... That is not a year worth remembering. Come at me, Cubs fans. I'm serious. Tell me if 2017 and 2018 and 2019 and 2020 and 2021 and 2022 are seasons you want to remember. <laughs> oh, no. You talk to a Cubs fan. 2016, bro. 2016. You see the banner? You see the banner? Shut up! You've had one good year and 108 years in between World Series Championships. 108 years. And you think you run the place because it's broken. Yeah. Um. I'm so <laughs> sick of them, man. I mean, I'm I... so sick of them. Like, Dansby, I love, Dansby, I love you. You the man. Like, awesome to see you get a World Series championship with the Braves. Just have fun these last seven years, man. Like... Don't put pressure on yourself because the yeah, Cubs I mean, sure as heck are not going to put pressure on anybody. From what I hear, I mean, everyone that's played in Chicago loves it. But, um. <laughs> of course they love it. It's the lovable losers. 
just uh yeah don't don't expect to win really i mean they need a lot of work more than the giants bro giants in korea doesn't make sense but it does at the same time because they can contend yeah they have other players already like they, they have other pieces the cubs have a guy from the japanese baseball league or whatever who is this highly touted prospect and he had a great year but all of a sudden he's like the chosen one yeah what what like what are we doing my the other japanese the masataki yoshidi he got like a similar deal to say a suzuki so yep i don't know I, yeah i'm not i'm not worried at all it's like i said it's just annoying it's just yeah. gonna be annoying to have to face dance me now but i'm not worried it's the first of many moves for them hopefully, hopefully. and speaking of the first of many moves great transition guess who decided to wake up Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> Drew, the Los Angeles Dodgers signed a one-year deal, which the last time the Dodgers signed a one-year deal, can we get a fact check on that? <laughs> I feel like every time the Dodgers sign somebody, it's to some, like... Ten-year deal. Yeah, long-term, you're a Dodger the rest of your life. J.D. Martinez. Very interesting, Drew, because J.D. Martinez has been a thorn in the side the Los Angeles Dodgers with the Diamondbacks with the Red Sox, right? Yeah. Signed a one-year deal with the LA Dodgers. Drew. Jay Martinez is a great hitter. He is. Probably one of the I put him top 15 hitter in baseball. This doesn't do anything. No. Nothing. Not at all. Like I I I I don't I don't care. And this isn't even me talking about my Dodgers bias right now. Yeah. I'm just loving to rag on them. This is just a straight fact. If you think J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman are a lineup that's going to win the NL West, you better look in San Diego. Straight up. <laughs> straight up. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not playing around anymore, y'all. Like, I think I was a year early on calling the Padres to win the West. Because this Me year, as well. this year, like, I don't care that the Dodgers are favorites. I don't care that the Dodgers are odds favorites in Las Vegas. Like, I don't care about any of that. You do not have a team right now that can win the West. You don't. That's just a plain fact. Because if you hold up, and I get it, it's just on paper. But if you hold up, the San Diego Potters opening day lineup right now and the Los Angeles Dodgers opening day lineup, it's a clean sweep. Easily. Clean sweep. And oh, by the way, the Padres beat the Dodgers in the playoffs last year without having to win the West, without Fernando Tatis Jr., and without Xander Bogarts. Took it right out of my mouth. They didn't even need them. And the Dodgers' response is, We got, we got, we got JD Martinez, guys. Oh, you got JD Martinez? How about Xander Bogarts, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Ha Sun Kim, Manny Machado, Blake Snell, you Darvish, uh, Josh Hader? Shall I continue? That is a World Series contender. 
Drew, can I can I go can I go to this place for just a second? I just want to paint. I just want to paint a scenario. I'll take all the flack I need to, and then I want to hear your thoughts. But I I text this to my Padre f- friends, and I bring them up a lot on this podcast. And I get they're they're jaded because they've been the Dodgers' little brother for years. But I paint a scenario. I want to hear your thoughts. Okay, here we go. The Dodgers in 2023 do not have Trey Turner. Do not have Justin Turner. They do not have Cody Bellinger. Right? They, they've lost kind of a lot of those pieces. The rotation, it's interesting. Right? It's it's not it's not necessarily man, it's it's eye popping, but it, it'll probably be significant. But you lose those three bats, right, Drew? So those guys aren't in your lineup. And let's just throw in this. If Mookie Betts or Freddie Freeman, not both, just one. If one of them just has a down year, right? Just, it happens. Just has a down year. And they hit like under 250. Which sound, sounds crazy. But crazier things have happened in baseball. Guys have had slumps. Drew? The NL is loaded. I don't even know if you know where I'm going with this, but if those things happen, where you already don't have those guys, and one of those guys hits under 250, Mm -hmm. could the Dodgers miss the playoffs? I'm, I'm, I'm with you, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Didn't want, didn't want you to get too far off the screen there, but um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um. Yeah, I mean, the Padres. And then you got the Mets. If the Padres, exactly, go, go, do it, go. You got the Mets, tons of loaded names. I mean, the Mets, you look at, all right, you put the you put the Padres lineup down, you put the Mets lineup down. You yep. look at them, you're like, okay, this, that's crazy. Yep. Now you look at the Dodgers, all you really see Casual baseball. If you're a casual baseball, you're, all you're gonna see is Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. That's all you're gonna see. Maybe, maybe uh, Chris Taylor. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, it's uh. Because I don't listen, know Dodgers. I don't know Dodgers fans. That's um. Listen, man. The NL East could have three playoff teams. The NL Central is only gonna have one. Yeah. <laughs> That's one, two, three. It makes the most sense. Four, five. You have an NL. Uh, so you have NL West, NL Central, NL East champion. Right? And then you have, is it three wild, three wild card teams, right? Yeah. So two of those come from the East. So let's say the Braves win the East. Mets and Phillies. Cardinals win mm-hmm. the Central. Could the Giants beat out the Dodgers for the third wild card spot? What year was it? It was like <laughs> Can you um, Drew, can you imagine the chaos yeah. in Los Angeles? After Dave Roberts confidently said we're winning the World Series before the twenty twenty two season. What year did what year did the uh, Giants just get to the didn't they just get to the playoffs and they beat the Dodgers out by one game in twenty twenty one? Okay. For the NL West title. And they were both like 106 win teams. 
but one of them had to be a wild card team, and then that's the year right. we lost to them in the lost to the Dodgers in the wild card. So they've seen the playoffs recently. Yep, Dodgers have, of course. But I mean, dude, I don't, when a team starts losing players, you see that decline. You see the Giants over <sighs> here. Could, could, Drew, can you imagine if the Dodgers go from Dave Roberts? Just on a radio show saying we're winning the World Series for 2022 season, losing, right, in the playoffs, not even making it to the NLCS. The next year missing the playoffs and Dave Roberts gets fired. Can you can you imagine? I mean Bro That's a great prediction. <laughs> can you imagine what would happen in Los Angeles with the Lakers and how bad they are, the Rams and how bad yeah, they are? Yeah, dude. Los Angeles would be in shambles. The, the Dodgers is all they have. Yeah. I'm just painting a scenario, folks. I'm just here to play devil's advocate. I'm not here to do anything. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. But if Freddie Freeman or Mookie Betts, if one of them just has an off year, and it's who knows, can easily happen. Oh wait, they got Noah Syndergaard though. That is right. That is right. Huge signing. Huge. This man's played on like every LA team now. Like. That's true. That's fact. What uh, what other signings did you want to talk about? Well, we brought it up. The uh, the Andrew Benintendi one's interesting. Yep. Because it's good for him. He got he got some money. Five years, like seventy five million. I think I'm right. Got but paid. um, there's rumors the Yankees are still on in on him, and uh, their offer fell like a little short. But I mean. Come on, dude. You want to go play for the White Sox and like could have won. Could could come win with the Yankees. I liked him too. I really wanted him back. He was that one name I really uh, wanted to see back. Actually, so hey, and props to the White Sox. They heard us, <laughs> Drew. People like we're we're calling people out and they hear us, right? We we called out. Uh, who did we call out last week? And then they oh, the, there was one team that oh the Blue Jays, right? The Blue Jays. We we, we were calling out the Blue Jays and they signed Chris Bassett. Yep. We call it the White Sox, say you guys haven't done anything. All right, watch this. <laughs> but then again, it's like another one of those moves like, all right, it's probably not going to do much. But Yeah, they need they need more help, but that's that's big. That's the I saw it, Drew. That's the largest contract in White Sox history. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Bro, that's crazy. How is Tim Anderson feeling right now? <laughs> Dude, he'll probably be he'll probably be gone somehow. I know, he'll be on I'm a – what i'm saying what was the one we were just talking about? oh the jd martinez um yep. that that's like equal to like the pirate signing like g-man Choi. like <laughs> makes no drew sense from the top step you just compare the daughters to the pirates i'm here for it drew i'm here for it like really it's it makes it makes no sense it said g-man Choi. <laughs> blows my mind oh and then Justin Turner, right? Signed yep, by the Red Justin, Sox. Uh, Two-year, like $22 million or something, which makes sense because I got to – oh, there's a perfect picture, dude. Well, I was going to say, like, I we were talking about off-camera, Drew. I didn't even remember or I didn't even hear that yeah. that happened. So that tells you how much the Dodgers are trying to keep things under wraps. Like, hey, don't don't, don't tell anybody. We, we got right. But, but he's like he he fits as that perfect Red Sox. He's got the long hair, the long beard. Oh yeah, just very much. Uh, what what's what, what was the guy in the 2013 team? Um, Johnny Gomes, right? Very much a Johnny Gomes vibe. 
with the yeah. beard and everything. Yeah. Um, and then there's another thing. Manny Machado could be uh, expected to opt out 2023. Ooh. Which makes sense. The dude's been with the money that's been being made now and what he's doing. <sighs> probably, probably stay. But I mean, yeah, I was gonna say, bro, like you got a lineup like that, and you're gonna try to play somewhere else. Interesting concept, though. Um, like he's an MVP candidate and probably one of the best teams in baseball in 2023. Yeah, he's uh. Definitely stay there. Definitely end your career there. Yeah. Um, he loves it there, bro. The he West, I mean, it's it's Padres. It's about to be Padres all day. Bro, that's what we're doing next week. Is we're doing a deep dive into when it when did it happen, right? When yeah, did it come it up. Happen, quote unquote, to the to the Padres, because I feel it flew. It just flew right past us because it seemed like yesterday the Padres with their old blue yep blue uh jer- blue yep. and white jerseys were just signing Manny Machado to this crazy deal yep. and he's like oh <laughs> and then he actually said in the press conference, I'm finally a Padre dude you did not care to be a Padre <laughs> right. they were so bad right no but, like um, I said bro like I have some of my closest friends are Padre fans yeah we should let's definitely that'll be uh and and like I I remember just those days where it's like they love baseball. They love baseball more than they love watching another sport, probably. But they don't have anything to talk about. Exactly. Or they didn't, right? And then the, I think it was that first Tatis year is maybe what we'll have to, to, to document. That's when they kind of started becoming, becoming popular. Yeah. So it'll be, uh, be interesting. I mean, that's kinda, that's, they're kind of my second favorite team just because of the – that the whole Tatis thing and just the oh, energy bro. there, bro. That's what this I am picture all is about, right here. The whole bat flip. Yeah, I am all about the Cardinals and Padres. Twenty twenty three NLCS, bro. I'm all about that. It'd be great. Oh man, that'd be great. But then you then you get there and then you see. All right, well now we're facing the Padres. So I know. <laughs> We got to get there first, though. I'm not even going to get into that. We're going to save that maybe for next week, too, Drew. Like, I am PO'd, man. Definitely like, coming, though. Padres come up. Padres come up. It's just a matter if the St. Louis Cardinals will be even anywhere close to that in 2023. See, that would be good because we have our collapse segment, and then we'll have a little come-up segment. But there's there not probably too many, probably not too many teams on that. There- <laughs> There we go. Yeah, there's some teams that come up though. I, 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 I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna down, downside that. There's, there's, there's some teams that come up. I but, mean, honestly, you could put the Astros on there. Yeah. Well, that would be. Oh, we're. we're that's what we got. These that, ideas. This we're is a good ready. idea, bro. We're like, ready. We got it. We got to dialogue the uh, or document the the come up. Like, when did it happen for the Astros? Yep. The Padres, even the Phillies, because the Phillies have been we're just itching. For like a World Series birth again, yeah, dude. I mean, oh man, for sure. I miss the World Series, man. Yeah, I mean, we we Yankees and Cardinals. I mean, you guys love our podcast, right? Just make it happen, please. Please make it. I'm I'm sick and tired of this, bro. I I I, I can't stand us getting one player and then you not doing it. anything with it. But that's for another time. Alrighty. Well. Everyone, thanks again for uh, for tuning in to another episode. Uh, 
stay safe this holiday season. Hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. We will talk to you guys on the back end of the Christmas holiday. So hope you guys get some good presents, new jerseys. Make sure to, to even tag us on Twitter, tag me and Drew on Twitter. If you guys get a jersey or have a segment idea for us, we're always open to feedback, always open to comments. Um, but let us know what you guys think about all these signings and who would be the last big splash. I mean, I don't think there's anybody left, but there's got to be one last big splash. We got a couple months till, till spring training returns. So, but until then, again, Merry Christmas, guys. I'm Carlos Fanatic, AJ Caldwell. That is Yankees Rider Die Guy, Drew Zagrosi. And we will talk to you guys after Christmas Day. We'll see you guys. Peace out.